All right, we are here with uh, Reed Coulomb, his older, uh, successful brother. Not more successful, but successful nonetheless. Andrew, uh, Andrew Coulomb, I think his last name is. Uh, yeah, we do, we do have the call same Mandy. last name. Do um, have the same name. Yeah. 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 And, uh, of course, name? my brother Tim. Um, so <laughs> we are in the midst of the Little League World Series. Yeah. And we thought it'd be it'd be great to have Reed on. Uh, he uh, was a uh, Little League World Series participant. He was the cutest Little League Easy. World Series player. Well, yeah, that's true. That's well, I thought sure, now you so, say that. So, yeah. so I I think I said this back on the podcast that that Reed and, and other times that Reed was pretty much the spokesman for the Westbrook Little League team. Yeah. Uh, because. Uh, as the story goes, none of the other guys would get in front of the camera, and so Reed just kept being thrown where, where by Coach Knight. Um, so uh, 2005, the Westbrook Little League uh, team, one of, I think, only two teams from Maine that made it to the World Series. Was there two teams from Westbrook? I believe three. There were two, two Westbrook. There was, was a team from Augusta. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Boom. Got it. All right. So um, – so Reed, I said Reed was the the cutest little leaguer around because he would he had long hair, and uh, I I was joking with him earlier that he would just like he'd part his hair on one side so just one of his ears stuck out, and then the other one, <laughs> and uh, he was a little guy back then. He's not little anymore, but he was a little one of the littler guys on the I'm, team. I'm gonna have to go uh, back and look at pictures. Yeah, I, I'm serious. I, they're not good. I do think he had combed his ear around it. Most people comb it in the middle, but I think he combed around his r- right ear, I think it was, Andy. Just get a ruling on that. But anyways, nonetheless, everyone in Maine was super proud. Uh, we had a little bit of a connection, not not that we had anything to do with it, but just in that it was our third year at Westbrook, and we'd gotten to know a lot of those kids yep. um, through the, the clinics and all that stuff that we used to do. And, and it was a great, great group of kids. Um, and it was funny, AJ, over that, that 2004, 2005 winter, he was at that age where – He's. I was like, we got to go to the Little League World Series. So we made sure. all these plans to go, yeah. and lo and behold, we're watching ESPN one afternoon. Well, and and AJ, he's like, Dad, I think Westbrook's. Good. They're in the championship <laughs> game, and if they win this, they're going to the World Series. Yeah. Like that's awesome. So end up going to see him. So Reed, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm one of your 147 listeners. Yeah, regular oh, listeners. Man. Uh, we appreciate that, and we love we love our listeners. Another uh, another guest who uh, thankfully. Rec- responded to the phone call he did yeah there's some people that don't respond to the phone call that uh well they're here today aren't they right yeah oh you're talking about me i took a lot of heat from being off the podcast but enough about me um (laughs) the uh the cutest kid ever yes uh so he's still pretty cute is that weird I think he's handsome now. I think that's a better. It's, s- it's not. That's it's uh, not creepy for you to talk about it now, though. It's not. I don't think Listen, so. I have a no, goatee. I, don't I was think. going for rugged. Oh yeah, yeah, ruggedly <laughs> rugged, handsome. Ruggedly yeah, like handsome. Yeah, Guy. ruggedly fit. Strapping. Um, so, but anyways, Reed, we got the World <laughs> Series coming up, and uh, I, I, I want to just let's just open it up by starting about talking about your experience there. What was it? What was it like? Um, and what are your, you know, what are some of your fond memories? Um, other than the Venezuelans pooping on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> I told you that in conference. Um, no, so it, I, I think it, you, we should uh, back We are a pro-Venezuelan podcast. We do so like Venezuela. Big, yep. fans, of big have, yeah. fans of Andrew. We actually have. Big fans Do we have any Jones. listeners we in have, Venezuela? Uh, I think we have one listener in Venezuela. Hola. Um, I, 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 think, uh, I think to do it justice, we should backtrack to regionals because we actually lost the, in regionals. That's it right. was pool, pool play. play, right? That's right. And we went, we lost our first three games, and we just assumed we were out of it. Um, and it was weird because we never lost a game through states. We went undefeated district states. Um, you know, we had a couple close games, but losing wasn't something that. We, we we did we yep. it was very foreign to us and then we got we got to regionals and you know we lost our first three games and we were like all right well that's it and then I remember uh, our head coach Rick Knight um, he uh, he called us into like I think it was like a communal like conference room for all the teams but he called us in there and and it was really it was kind of a weird thing I, we we didn't know what was going on and he pulls it he goes guys you know I I know I said we were out of it but. We might actually still be in this, and of course, we're all sitting there like we already expected to be done. Like, yeah. Uh, what, are, what are you talking about? And 
So he, he, he looks at us and he goes, well, it's a long shot, guys, so I don't want to get your hopes up, but, you know, this game has to go this way, this game has to go this way, and if this game, like, is by a narrow margin and goes this way, we win the tiebreaker because all our games were close. Like, we had really yep, good pitching, right. yep. and the tiebreaker was runs against, I believe, or yep. run differential. Yep. It was one yep. of those two, which it benefited us that our pitching was always really good right. when we were in close games. Yep. And so we we won our uh, we won our fourth game. Again, we won that, and we were just like, all right, well, whatever, we're we're out of it. There, there's no way. And but again, we you know we wanted to believe, so we went to every game that needed to go the way we needed it to go. And yeah. you know, first game they they won, we were like, all right, you know, maybe maybe there's something to this. And you know, second game went our way, and the third game we were it was uh Rhode, I forget who Rhode Island was playing. I think they were playing Vermont, and Vermont had to win the game before something like that, and then Rhode Island had to then beat Vermont, and. Oh, we were the biggest Rhode Island fans. I mean, we were we were screaming <laughs> we were hard. Yeah. I, think, I mean, yeah. I remember we we drove home. My parents and I drove home the the day after. Were you guys day, in Bristol, Connecticut? Yeah. Yes, so, okay. the, Bristol. so the day of their last game, they actually beat Rhode Island in pool play, and my parents were like, "Well, they're done. We're gonna go home." So we we drive home, and then the next day, all of these other games happen. Yeah. And Reed calls that night. And I, I'll never forget my mom's face. She goes, "You're kidding me!" Like, like <laughs> you you're kidding. Had you're, you're, you're kidding me. Five, six hours home. And so she hangs up the phone, and my dad and I look at her, and she goes, "We we got to go back to Bristol." Back to the And so the games went the way we needed them to, and we were matched up against Connecticut. Now we already played Connecticut, and they had this kid, uh, David Weegard. He was probably. I don't know, six twenty. Uh, he was—I mean, he was huge for a twelve-year-old. He was—he's probably like six two. Yeah. Um, but he was throwing eighty-five miles an hour, yeah. which I think on it from a little league mound is like you're throwing one hundred twenty uh, or yeah, something 138. like that. I—I I remember hitting against this kid, thinking, "I pray he does not hit me." because yeah. I, I decided when his arm was like all the way back, I decided, "Okay, I'm swinging at Just this swing. pitch because." Yeah. It, there, there was no way I was catching up to it. Yep. Otherwise, I mean, I was four foot ten, ninety pounds, soaking wet. Like there was no way I was going to get the inertia behind that bat to, to yep. hit a baseball. Yep. We had two hits that game. He struck out all eighteen of his outs. The two hits were Tommy LeMay, and I still maintain to this day his eyes were closed when he hit those baseballs. Uh, Tommy had both hits. Tommy had both hits in that game. Yep. So. Then we played him in the semifinals again, and we're all thinking, "Oh, we we can't face this guy again. He's going to smoke us." And that that's that. Like, and they threw their number two, who I rumor has it again. Who, who knows if this is true or not? But they said he had, hadn't lost a game since he was ten. Like he and he was good. He threw upper sixties. He had good stuff. But uh, again, we just we had good pitching too. And I can't remember what the score was. I get hit in the head a lot, so it, it, it's hard for me to remember. But. We we ended up winning, and so we went on to the regional championship against uh, against Rhode Island, uh, Cranston, Rhode Island. And I still know that because there were some kids I went to college with that were on that team oh, and geez. didn't like me. <laughs> um, but we played Cranston, Rhode Island, and uh, uh, home run from Mike Boothby, and you know all that, and uh, you know we we ended up winning and. It, it was weird because, I mean, this is like, we thought we were out of it, and now we're finding out we're going to go play on national television in the Lilywood sure. Series, something we've been watching forever. Yep. And we're, we're ready to celebrate. We're ready to do all this. And they're like, the Rhode Island team literally was in the dorm next to us. We shared a bathroom with them. Oh, man. So they had to tell us, hey, guys, we need you to be real quiet for the next hour while they get their stuff out and leave. Because they were like, can you imagine losing the biggest game of your life and yeah. then hearing the people literally in the room next yeah. to you so celebrating, crazy. partying? Right. Yeah. So we were kind of just sitting there simmering, like, all right, can, can, can we go? Can, can, you know, can we? And then finally, and of course, all the families came into the dorm complex, and it was it was incredible because, again, we thought we were out. I mean, did, this, was that was that televised then? Yes, yes, they, they so did that televise game, that the, one. The regional, okay. I, can't, I couldn't was, remember. Were all the games televised? So they were locally televised for the like pool play games, right, and all that. right, right. But the because I I watched the regional championship game on TV. Yes, I don't, but on, I don't know. ESPN? I think that was, was the it? only game that was on national. Yes, TV. for okay. the yeah, right. for the regional tournament. Yeah. Yes, and that's now still how they, they do it. Yeah. I, they, do they do? All I think they games? play. I think they, I think they, they play, play more games now. I think Nesson now. carries all of them in the regional now. Nesson, uh, yeah, Nesson I think you're televises right. I think all you're of right. them. Yep. And then ESPN has picked up the semifinals now. Yep. Because it's become this big, big draw. Yeah. So you can start. Let me let me ask players. you something. Is, is that too much? No, it's awesome. 
I think it's awesome. Honestly, well, as, as someone honestly, who's cried no, I, on I national think... TV when he was a kid and then got ridiculed for it for many, many years afterwards, yeah. maybe, maybe it's a little too much. Maybe a little too much. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just give the kids smiling. As somebody, who, as somebody who still watches the Little League World yeah. Series with yeah. like the same amount of passion I did when I was 12, sure. yeah. you know, I, I think it's great. You know, there, there are times when, when, you know, there are kids like the other night I was watching the pitcher on the mound was getting upset. A coach comes out, and in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk him up and say, hey, you, you know, you're, you're, you're rushing forward.' You know, blah, blah. Yeah. The coach comes out and he says, "Hey, you're at the Little League World Series. Have some fun." And I'm like, that, that's, "That's why, that's, that's why yeah. we're here." Yeah. I remember Rick Knight coming out and and listening to him talk, and he was, you know, he was. He was in. Is he still coaching Little League? He might. I he must, believe he is. Yeah. I, I mean, he is. He's a Westbrook Little League. I, I just remember him coming out, and he was. You know, he would very, very calmly, as Rick Knight is generally very even keeled, just coaching everybody. Just say, "Hey, buddy, watch out for the bunt." And the way he said uh, it was he, just he so was calming. And he, did, did you like playing for Rick? I, I love playing for Rick, and yeah. I, I tell everyone he was perfect for that age group. Yeah. Um, and I remember he actually felt bad because there was because he was mic'd up, and of course you're not used to that. Yeah. And again, he was perfectly polite, said nothing, nothing rude or mean. Yeah. But you know, I can't remember who he pulled aside, but he goes, "Hey." This guy's got nothing you can't hit. <laughs> you know, and, and that was as it was as mean as that. I mean, sure, it was yeah. it was super nice as yeah. as Rick is known to be. And it was, he just remember I just remember him being like, oh, I felt bad that they got that. You know, like yeah. like that. I'm like, well, yeah. But but he was right. I mean, he was perfect for that age group. He yeah. was really good at relaying like the finer points of the game to kids. Yeah. All right, we, so we were twelve. So you so you see, so win that you go crazy. You you you. How long of a uh, how long between? So you guys all went home. And then you went to Williamsport from there? No, we actually didn't go home. We went straight from Bristol to Williamsport. To Williamsport and we okay. kind of hung out for a few days. I want to say it was like four or five days. You might remember better than me. It was, like, it was like a week because I remember going home and going to golf tryouts <laughs> and then saying, hey, coach. Um, what a letdown. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, coach, I'm going to be gone. Um, it, and at the time, I'm thinking, okay, I just played a year for the Eisenhards. I knew that leaving was not going to be an option, um, but I'm I'm not listen, I'm not missing the Little League World Series. Yeah, so. no, you had to yeah. get your shoulder on television. That's right. Who can forget that? Was your leg? I certainly. It? Was I was certainly my shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That was a highlight for me of the whole 2005 season. Your but shoulder. I remember going um, home and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm gone. I'm going to the Little League World Series, and go ahead, cut me." Yep. <laughs> it'll be worth so, it. So, um, so all right. So you get there. Um, do they? They put you in dorms. Yeah, so we we lived in. Uh, yeah, they were they were like dorms. It was, I mean, it was just one huge communal room, and we had bunk beds and swimming pool. Was there a swimming pool? There was an in uh, at. Uh, oh Lord, it, it, one of I believe it was uh, regionals that had an indoor and an outdoor. The what about at the World Series? At what the World they? Series, they had an outdoor. I think they had an indoor, but they had a huge game room. And okay. So here's my claim to fame, and I've told this story to anyone who will listen, but uh, there was a kid in the tournament. 147 people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, a broader audience now. Uh, so there was, a, there was a kid at the tournament. He played for Hawaii who won it the year we were there. His name was Von Fao. Kid threw smoke. He threw 85 again, but just like that kid we played in regionals, he threw absolute just bullets. And... I played him in a game of ping pong, and now I'm not saying that I was the better athlete, but in the game of ping pong, he couldn't he couldn't hold his own against me. <laughs> now baseball, may, yeah, maybe he, he was a little bit better. Um, I mean, it helped he was closer to six feet, and I was not even at five yet. But uh, you know, it, it, I'm just saying, it, it, if you give us ten athletic events, maybe maybe I was better, and, and you know, six out of ten. Uh, but uh, so so you guys, uh, so so. What was it? What was the whole experience like? What, what did they? You know, like you're you're on national TV. Um, what, 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 did you feel like a celebrity? A little bit. Uh, it the the weirdest part was like people were actually coming up to us asking for autographs. Yeah. And of course, I'm a 12 year old kid from Westbrook, Maine. Like, yeah. What what, what are you doing? But uh, yeah, it was amazing. Like we got asked. Uh, like we got so much free gear. Like. The, the arm sleeves, the baseball bats. We actually got an extra baseball bat because one of our teachers from the middle school, or whatever school we were in at that time.
Sorry about that. Oh, it's back. Are we, am I back? Yeah. All right. So, uh, so yeah, well, the middle one of the middle school teachers that we had at the time, um, his brother was the D Marine representative. <laughs> so we actually got uh, we actually got a, an extra free bat because he was like, you know, don't tell anybody, but you know, yeah. Mr. I'm, you know, yeah, and I'm his brother, and uh, so it was pretty cool. So we we got we got bats, we got arm sleeves, and you can tell we got a bunch of free gear because every picture of me, I'm wearing nine arm sleeves. I mean, I'm decked <laughs> out. I, I Did you get to keep the uniform? Yeah, uh, no. So they ended up giving us replicas, but we didn't get to keep our game worn. I have an undershirt that actually fits me to this day. If you look at my pictures, it hung out under my jersey. <laughs> why, so why I don't get that? Why didn't they let you keep I, your jerseys? I don't know. I think they, they I think they them reused or? them for. I think they kept them for two years and then they would recycle them. Uh, okay. Or then they would get a new one. I mean, um, so I don't know. But we did end up getting replicas, and uh, so the jersey thing was actually. So all the way up through from district, states, and regionals, I was number nine. That that's my number, and I, I know you can respect that, John. I know that's your number, um, but number nine was was my number. And when we got to when we got to the World Series, um, I remember uh, one of my teammates. He took number nine. They, I think they laid him out on the floor and was like, "Oh, I'll grab one that's yours." Yep. And I got number three. And the reason this still sticks with me to this day is when the Red Sox invited us to be the New England representatives and they ran us out, you know, we got to run out with our position. Number nine was Ted Williams' number. Yep. Ted Williams is, I mean, he, he's, he's what the Bible's all about in our household. Yeah. He, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I can thank my brother for that. Yeah. Uh, in the big inning. In the big inning. That's the first three words of the Bible right yeah. there. Um, no, and, and so that that would have meant a lot to me to see my name on number nine in a Red Sox uniform. Yeah. But I got number three, Babe Ruth, whatever. He's you know he's no he's pretty slouch, good too. I guess. Yeah, he hit but, a home but run. But t- talk about that experience. You guys got to go out. Didn't you get to go out and stand next to uh, a player? Yeah. So at the Little League World Series, you know, you walk up. Nowadays they 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 ham it up. You know, they got these kids. You know, they're trying to get their moment in the sun. Like, but you know, we go up there. You know, hi, my name is Reed Coulomb. You know, I'm from Westbrook, Maine. Um, and my favorite player is Manny Ramirez. Yeah. Well, I played left field. I played every position under the sun. But in the Little League World Series, you played left, left field, field. Was where I played. I stood right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember that, but sure, I, I'll take your word for it. Again, um, cutest little leaguer stood right behind you. Hey, what were you yeah, looking at? Hey. Well, I did notice he wasn't wearing number nine anymore. Hey, but uh, Still a sore subject. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I got to run out in the left field with Manny Ramirez when we were at the Red Sox game. Yep. And, of course, I have his rookie card in my pocket from when he was with the Indians. I am literally just – I mean, I've met so many of the players before that. You know, we met Dave Ortiz, Jason Veritek, and I got I made sure to get my mom an autograph card for Jason Veritek because that was her favorite player. Yeah, all well, the ladies always, liked him. Well, she always yeah. told my father yeah. that if Veritek came a-calling, she, she was going to run. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so him, I'm and, running. him and Mike Arruzzioni. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they aged. She didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, – yeah, no, so I'm running out in the left field of Mayor Ramirez, and I'm just thinking, it's me and Joey Royer, and uh, he, I, I just kept remembering, think, don't trip, don't pee yourself, don't do something embarrassing, <laughs> like, this is your idol right in front yeah, of you. Yeah. And, of course, I, my, aren't, my hands are shaking, I'm reaching up to him, I'm like, hey, Mr. Ramirez, will you sign my baseball card? And he just looks at me like, yeah, kid, whatever, you know, he signs the yeah. card, hands it back to me, and I'm like... Thanks, man. Of course, the entire time I'd been in the, uh, we like, we got to go on top of the Green Monster, inside the Green Monster, so I'd been signing my name everywhere. By that point, the pen, the, the Sharpie had kind of run out of ink, so it's so <laughs> faded on the card, but I know it's there, right? you know, it's the, it's the, it's the memory that, uh, that matters, but, uh. Yeah, that, that, that was a really cool experience. Uh, you know, like some, some of the other guys, like Kevin Millar was the first baseman back then. You know, during the national anthem, he's poking Jake on the shoulder and acting yeah. like, you know, it wasn't, uh, joking around like that. It, it, it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, rub shoulders with those guys. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was a really cool experience. So, you guys, uh, what was your record in the in the League World Series? So, we went 1-2 and two in pool play. We yep. lost our first game to, I want to say it was Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, we lost three to two. We blew. We lost it in the last inning. Uh, real heartbreaker, you know. Uh, it, it it was a really good game, but we just couldn't we couldn't hold out to the end. You know, we had some some hurt arms and stuff. So we kind of yep. we rode with our starter. And I mean, any other day he he would have had it done, but it just yep. wasn't our day. Yep. Um, the next game we went up and we played against uh, Rancho Buena Vista, California. Um, we lost four to three again. Another one run wow. game. Um, wow. And it was a it was a grand slam. Uh, we had a reliever come in. And with the bases loaded, again, hardest situation coming in baseball. Yeah, no yeah. outs. 
lets up a home run, shuts the door the next three batters, and then he was lights out after that. And yep. again, we lost that game four to three. And then, of course, same thing as in regionals. We we knew we were out, and this time we actually were out. Um, but we played that last game against Kentucky, and uh, we you know we just played. All right, let's go have some fun. Yep. And, played loose. Uh, yep. We played loose, and uh, yeah, we I, I can't remember what the score was, but we ended up winning that game, and. Uh, Thanks to uh, the bat of Zach Kled, I actually scored one of the runs for our team. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was the only game I played all six innings. So who's to say if they maybe hey, got a few well, more innings, saying, we, would, yeah. uh, we wouldn't have won all game, yeah. every game. But uh, yeah, I've been saying that to John for years. Listen, listen <laughs> I, I, I knew my role in the team, and I, I will say that was uh, one of the coolest things our uh, our head coach, Rick Knight, ever did for me. You know, he I, I think he really respected my love of baseball and how hard I was working back then. And, you know, he, he knew we were – we were out of it, and so he was like, you know what? I, and he kind of talked to me about this after, and I, I'll always be grateful that he really gave me my shot to play all six innings because I, I knew my role in the team. I knew I wasn't one of the better players, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I always That's I a, always gave it my all. Yeah, well, I love being on the I team. I think one of the things you see in that, though, too, Reed, and, and like I said, you're a big guy now, but there's, uh, the, w- when you grow is a big deal in 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 the little league you know if you have your growth spread at 12 13 you're you're or 18 oh, in my case <laughs> or but but you it, physically you can you know you can do some things and uh and you see kids that you know that's their growth spurt and then they're you know that you know so but uh but yeah i i love the way coach knight was this is so respected in westbrook uh the way he's dealt with kids over the years and i remember tim uh, what you were talking about with the conversation that he would have on the mound. And I remember he went out and talked to a kid, and uh, he gave him some advice. And uh, the last thing he said to him, he's like, he said, good luck. You know, like, and he just went back in the dugout, you know. And I thought that was really uh, uh, being someone that w- w- I-, I would love to be like Rick Knight, be even keeled. Um, that's not who I am. I be I got to be who I am. Yeah. Uh, but I always respected about And like you said, that's perfect for that age, his yeah. temperament and and uh, how we how we dealt with kids was was awesome, and I could tell you, you brought a lot of pride. You know that team brought a lot of pride to the to the city of Westbrook, and it was it was really really fun to to see you guys out there and stuff. And it was you know looking back, I mean, it, what a what a what a unique experience. You know what a what a wonderful and unique experience uh, that you were able to have. Yeah, and, and and one of the cool things is, I mean, it's not like I you know I I. I I plaster it over my car or anything like that. I'm not constantly talking about it, but you know, it comes up and especially when I'm working with kids now in my current job. And so, you know, it, it comes up cause they're all, you know, I got a lot of baseball guys that I work with and, you know, so it comes up and you know, when I say, Oh yeah, you know, I, I, I played in the little league world series in 2005, you know, I'll get the parents and be like, you are on that team. Oh, yeah. I remember watching you. And I yeah. get asked all the time if I was on the team. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you <laughs> say your arm I say, was, I say, no, that was my brother. And they're like, <laughs> but, well, that still must've been really cool. I mean, they, you know, as a spectator, if you're going to go there and watch, if it's going to be your brother, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, yeah. and I mean, honestly, I, it, the the coolest part for me was the fa- I mean literally I felt like a rock star I mean to the point where when I came home my parents just looked at me and they were like yeah we're we're not waiting on you hand and foot like you got to do all the same things you had to do when you came because I mean literally it was like oh you guys need laundry done you know we'd throw a heap of clothes at them and they'd take care of that and you know it it it, it was it, I mean we were really treated like royalty I mean we got we got to play games all day and, uh, you know, we go swimming. We, I mean, we were playing, I was living with my best friends. I was playing baseball, the sport I loved. And in my downtime, I was getting to play in a game room that didn't cost me a penny. I got to go swimming and, yep. or I got to go watch baseball. Like yep. it, it was, it was really a, a cool experience. And, uh, it, it definitely, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the biggest things I've ever been a part of. That's amazing. So you, you said when you work with kids now, what are you up to now? So I now work at a, a gym in Saco, uh, 4 Cascade Road, uh, 04072, um, <laughs> right off of Route 1. That's uh, not in the Hannaford Plaza in Falmouth. No, it's oh, you not. Oh, where Madden's uh, is? At 65 Gray Road? It was real easy to find, uh, right off exit 53. Um, no, so, I, yeah, I'm working at Evolution Athletics now. Um, it's a gym, um, and I would, be, I would be doing it a disservice to just call it a gym or say it's this or that. I mean, we really have a lot to offer. Um, and my role over there is uh, I'm a strength and conditioning coach, and I run the youth strength and conditioning program that's ages 12 to 18. Um, and this is something I've been really passionate about. Um, I love working with kids that age. Um, 
because when I was that age, when I was 12, like like you said, I, I, I was a shorter kid. I was I think I was the third smallest kid in the Little League World Series the year I was there. Um, again, they had me listed at 90 pounds. I was soaking wet. I mean, that I, I was tiny. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, and and when I when all my teammates started growing up, I didn't. I, I was still short when I had my license says I was five foot two, and that's maybe generous. Said I was one hundred and twenty. I was definitely heavier than that, but that's a whole other <laughs> thing. But uh, I, I was someone who never took the fitness side of things seriously. I always made excuses for myself, and I said, you know, oh well, this guy's taller, so he's got that, or you know, this or that, and I, I never took the things I could control seriously, and yeah. so. I think that's where my passion comes from. In college, I, I worked at an amazing gym, South County Sports Performance, um, where I got to work as a youth strength and conditioning coach. And um, I got to work with a lot of athletes. And the coolest thing for me is taking that kid, working with that kid who was like myself, you know, was, was maybe short, maybe fat, maybe awkward, and, and not only getting them to see improvement but to enjoy the process, to like coming back to the gym. Because even if that kid never plays college athletics or goes pro, like, you know, if I can have any little bit of influence in instilling positive, healthy habits into him, that that that's it for me. Like at, at Evolution, we've got a lot of kids that come in that aren't necessarily the, you know, the the guys who want to be in the weight room or you know, but we get them coming back and, and they want to come back. I yeah. mean, I have kids who literally have their parents text me, oh, they they're not going to be in today. They they wanted me to tell you, and and that to me tells me I'm doing something right because. Yeah. At the end of the day, if the kids don't want to be there, then it's probably not going to be as beneficial as if they did. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it's really cool to see the turnout we've had from the youth program, the kids that not only are coming into the program but keep coming back or telling their friends. And yep. um, the coolest part of the gym is while I'm working out with the kids, their parents are taking classes and doing all that. Like, we have yep. so much to offer there. And, uh, you know, youth MMA, youth strength and conditioning, the, all the adult classes. Like, what, What's the cost? What was it typically cost? So we are $65 a month, um, but that includes everything. So for a kid's membership, I do classes Monday through Friday, strength and, they, and conditioning. And they can come as much as they want? As much as they want. They have free reign in the gym even when there aren't classes. Um, and, but again, Monday through Friday, you got strength and conditioning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, speed and agility, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, you know, we also have some of the – I mean – I, I think I'm small potatoes compared to the other coaches we have there. We have Greg Panora, who's a world record power lifter. He's our powerlifting coach. Mm-hmm. We have Ben Sawyer, who's the, I mean, one of the top Olympic lifters in the country. Um, he's he's one of our instructors. And then the our MMA side of things, like I mean, our, my head coach Nate Libby. I can't say enough good things about that guy. I'll never say him to his face, but I, <laughs> I will tell you, he uh, he he's changed my life for the better. He he gave me the job of my dreams and. Uh, you know, my, my roommate Taylor, who run, you know, he's the GM. He runs the uh, youth MMA program. I mean, we, we really do have something special there because people who will come for one thing, you know, people will come for maybe for Greg's powerlifting because, again, our, our instructors speak for themselves. And, you know, they'll come for that. And then they, you know, they try Nate, one of Nate's classes or one of Taylor's classes or one of my classes. And then they're just like, oh, I, I got to keep coming back. I got to keep coming back. And <laughs> the response we've had is really great. And it, it, it's I love it because I get to work with everybody. I get to work with athletes. I get to work with the general population. And just seeing the the change in people that working out is no longer uh, a chore and that they enjoy, enjoy doing it. it. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's not something – it's something they're carving time out of their day because they want to go do it. Yep. That's that's the best part of my job. That's you know awesome. what's you – know he's not just a strength. You started getting into MMA yourself, right? Uh, so I don't, I don't fight. Uh, let me get that straight. I am not a tough guy. Let me don't, see your don't, ears. Yeah. I want to see if they're cauliflower yet. I, I, got, I got a few he does, scratches. He does have a couple of scars. I got, I got a few scars. I got, I got a few that bruises. That just adds to his um, rugged, uh, rugged, rugged good looks. No, I get to rub shoulders. <laughs> I get to rub shoulders with some really talented fighters, um, and it's a real pleasure to work with them. I mean, just – as, as their strength and conditioning coach, working, uh, you know, working with them, training, sparring, and all that. I mean, I, I'll give them what I can, but I'm no fighter. Uh, I, I'm very <laughs> self-aware in that. I'm not a tough guy. Yeah. Um, but I love the sport. It's changed my life for the better. Um, but I, I love working with fighters because it's a different kind of sport. Um, you know, the the you know, in baseball, you lose a game. Right, you lose a game on Tuesday. All right, you, we, we'll get them back on Thursday. Right. You know, we'll get back on the diamond. In fighting, boxing, MMA, like you lose, you lose a fight. You could get knocked unconscious. You could get yep. choked yeah. out. You could have your arm, you know, you get bones break. Yeah, and you don't have another. You got to wait another couple months before right. you get to right. show what yeah. you're really made of. And it's yeah. it's it's a it's the most exhilarating sport I've ever watched. Um, 
God, it's the most heartbreaking too. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, I I've seen my some of my best friends that I've worked with. You know, I've seen them win. I, I've experienced the highs. I mean, I, I watched my roommate uh, literally power bomb a guy unconscious. Yeah. Um, which obviously brutal for that guy. Good times. But, uh, I mean, it was literally <laughs> the most exhilarating thing I've ever seen live. Just and, what your mother wants you to get into. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as a strength coach, obviously I'm going to brag about that. I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we obviously worked power bomb. Yeah, we did that. Uh, yeah, we I did, did that, that all, all in training. All those med ball slams and the, you know, but uh, you know, and, and, but I've also seen some of my best friends lose. Yeah. Uh, you know, get choked out, get knocked out, and it it's. It's hard because, you know, I always go back to the Sergio Martinez quote where he talks about when he, he won a, a title fight against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., you know, he had over a 1,000 missed calls yeah. from people saying, hey, congrats, brother, I love you, brother, you know, I'm so proud of you. And then when he lost his next title fight, he had four missed calls, three of those were from his mother. Yeah. And, you know, I tell my guys, like, and I hope they know that because my word doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, it they, they know deep down because – you know, when, when my guys win or lose, I'm there for them, you know, and yeah. it's, it's a bond that you don't form. I, I just feel like you don't form in other sports because when you're, when you're in there sweating with each other, yeah, on top of each other, whatever, um, you know, you hit, you hit each other, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique sport. And, uh, you know, it, I, I just, I just feel for those guys and, you know, my guys know win or lose, I'm there for them. And it's, it's a unique bond I get to form with them as their strength coach. You know what's, you know what's crazy? I know, John, you gotta, you got to take off. But, um, Shocker. Shows yeah. up late and then leaves Shows early. Up late, All right. leaves early. It's know, like the band. I, I'm, last, trying, to last one I'm trying to renegotiate my contract. Um, <laughs> you going to meet with your lawyer? It's good seeing you, Steve Schwartz. All you guys. I will be back uh, at a, at the next podcast. Well, maybe if we have my, you back. Uh, if we have you back. As if long as you guys let me know when it is. We'll call, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you. So Reed, one of the one of the things that's crazy about it because you you talk about how um, how it's an intense sport, but you talk about putting all your eggs in one basket, months of training for maybe an hour. If you're oh, lucky. not even. I mean, yeah, I mean at, at the amateur level, you get three three minute rounds. If it's a title fight, you get five three minute rounds. So you're um, talking about fifteen minutes plus the, the in at between. At the pro right? level, you get three five minute rounds or five five minute rounds if you're in a title fight. Um, it. It's a brutal sport. It's unforgiving, and it doesn't care who you are. I mean, uh, you know, it, it it's it's such a brutal sport. But there's something just there's something different about about. There's got to be something alluring about it because there's it's well, the profile huge. pick on Facebook looks great. Well, you that got the too, that on, does help. You, know, yeah. you just cut some weight. You also, your abs I mean, you also have guys like um, Conor McGregor who are you know obviously making headlines, and they're they're. Next to their name says MMA fighter, even though that guy's kind of a nut job. He, he's the one percent of the one percenters, right. though. I mean, but the, he's the, putting it on the map. He's one yeah. of those guys, like you know, I, Kimbo Slice was another one that comes to my mind. Yep. That's an original, original oh, character, yeah. right? Back but, back on the early YouTube days. I right. mean, he he. Uh, there's actually another current UFC top contender, Jorge Masvidal, who got a start from his videos. Yeah, he was a and, and if you were a fan of those videos, you'll recognize him as the tiny guy, the yeah. tiny Spanish-looking guy yeah. who would go up against these bigger guys. But you know, it's it's a unique sport where even some of the top guys aren't making great money. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, I've I've, I've rubbed some shoulders with some some higher-level guys and and some lower-level guys, and they're just a different breed. Yeah. Uh, it's not about the money because if you're getting into fighting for money, you, you better find something yeah. else. And Pat, Pat and I went to went to uh, went to college with a couple of guys that were that could have probably qualified for uh, some sort of MMA fighting. I'm thinking of guys like Dennis Morris. Dennis is kind of an animal. Dennis Dennis probably could uh, could have a little fun with people, but we we didn't have this when we were back. It was it was it was mostly street fighting, right? I mean, it was mostly riveting. You gotta have some sort of mentality that you just don't care. Yeah, it, it, yep. I think '97 was the year that the first UFC event happened. I, I could be wrong, but uh, it's it's fairly new. And one of the early UFC guys, Tank Abbott, he always used to say, you know, <laughs> when I started doing this, uh, the the reward was uh, you know going to prison. I think conscious <laughs> and not it wasn't for no belt or money. Yeah. Like it was you know to be the guy who walked away yeah. to prison, not the one who got dragged in there. Yeah. You know. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a different it's a different breed of animal, and especially being a guy who came from the baseball world, it's it's <laughs> totally different. It's very different, you yeah. know. The concussions we got in baseball, where you know maybe occasionally yeah. got hit in the head or something like that, but you know, in th- in this sport, it's it's par for the course almost. Um, let me ask you some. What what's the ultimate goal for for Reed Coulomb? What do, what are we talking about in ten years from now? Is there is it going to be a gym called um, the cutest kid? And the Little League World <laughs> Series, Jim. Is there- um, no, uh, my my dream is. Uh, I'm actually. I, I've said this to a lot of people, and this is going to be a shout out to a guy I got to work with in Portland. Uh, uh, I don't. You probably have heard of him. Very might have even had him in school. Skip Robinson. Oh yeah, he was my seventh grade uh, science teacher. Like in middle so, school. Yeah, yep. great Lincoln guy. Like in middle school. Yeah. Um, he. I he got to did work a great with him. Article one of the one of the papers. Yeah, did a great yeah, article. Great article. And yeah. very very honest yeah. and. Uh, he uh, Skip, I got to work with for over three years while I was at the Fitness Factory in sure. Portland. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I tell people if I can look back on my career and just inspire and touch the half the amount of people he yeah. has and inspire them to get fit and healthy and you know just become better athletes or better versions of themselves, like yep. I'll have done a great job because yep. I, I tell you that being able to work alongside him for three years, he is one of the most genuine, kind, and he just loves it. I mean, yep. you, you walk into the gym, you get a fist bump, and, you know, he just, just another day in paradise. Yeah, yeah. He, yep. he genuinely means it. And, you know, I consider myself a extroverted antisocial, so I don't quite understand that yet. But, uh, yep. you know, it's – he just I, – I, I wish I could – I, I want to have the kind of effect he's had on people. Yep. Like, and I feel like I'm on my way. I mean, with this with this youth program, I still coach baseball and, you know, working with the fighters. and Yep. You know, in that capacity, I do like you know. I, I've met some, I've met some amazing people, and I want to be looked at, you know, in the similar way that I looked at my coaches. Um, yeah. I've had, I've had you, I had your brother, I had my brother. Um, I had, I had phenomenal coaches to this day. I mean, you know, my my coaches, Nate Libby, Darren Elder, Taylor. I mean, all these guys, like they they have an impact that you can't put into words. Yeah. And um, you know, I listening to jack talk about how he got into coaching he never wanted to do it but it was the influence of the coaches he had sure that inspiration uh my 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 boxing coach darren um you know he had an amazing boxing trainer in boston uh, one of the best of all time yeah and he talks about how you know coaching wasn't something he wanted to do but the knowledge he was passed on by his coaches yeah um it would be a crime for that knowledge to die with him so he wants to pass it on. So when I coach baseball, I'm coaching what I learned from you, what yeah. I learned from my brother. Sure. Um, you know, didn't, I know that's didn't true. Didn't learn a whole lot. Yeah, from you. Well, <laughs> listen. Uh, you got to listen. But you got to actually was, listen to your older my, brother. He was my first guinea pig, really, though. Like, <laughs> listen, that was, I, I, would take, I would take what I learned from, from you, Tim, and I would take what I learned from John, and I, and I would think I had understood it, and then I'd try and explain it to Reed. Yeah. And sometimes we were successful. Uh-huh. Sometimes we were not, but uh, he at least allowed me to try. Yeah, I I am a I the beauty of being a younger younger sibling, right? And what? Oh, yeah. And you do pick stuff up, you know. Yeah, I, I, I am a product of the coach. I'm a as a coach, I am a product of the coaches I've had in the past. I, yeah. I've and I think the coolest part about this job, not, ju- not just a coach, but the person that you become. Like I know that I've, a lot of the coaches that I've the best coaches that I've had, I've taken a big piece of their outlook on life and i've used that in life not just on the field but that's you know you're you're creating a a person right the whole person and that that you're you're speaking to uh the coach's mentality and the the result of fantastic coaching carry on well and 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 i guess so the long-winded answer to your question of you know what i want to be in 10 years is you know i hope to be inspiring other people to to want to coach um, I hope to be. Yep. I hope to have my program evolution growing to the point where I have, you know, I have so many people working with me to help that program grow because I, I truly believe in what we're doing. And again, it's it's not it's not unique to me. My program. I, I literally tell people all the time. I just steal things from smarter people. Absolutely. Than me. Yep. And then what do we always say? Andy? Yeah. The best coaches are the best thieves. And we always say yeah, that. And, yeah. and and it's you know I, I literally open it honestly. I like my biggest inspirations in the strength and conditioning world. I've never even met, but I've consumed their information ad nauseum. Um, you know, Joe Ken, Mike Robertson. These are guys. Mike Robertson actually has a great podcast, Physical Preparation Podcast. Sorry, I had to say it again. Say it again. What is it? The Physical Preparation Podcast. Mm-hmm. He interviews all kinds of strength coaches and all different walks of life, baseball. You know, all the different sports um but 
you know, this is a guy I listen to all the time, and he he's I've I've literally ripped his programming, and I, I you know I've had my spin on it, but it, you know I'm a product of the coaches I listen and learn from, so you know I think being called coach is one of the biggest compliments yeah. that you can get. Like it's because I, I know the effect the coaches I've had and listened to and worked with or just you know watched have had on me and. You know, I hope one day someone looks at me and says, "All right, he's the reason I got into coaching or I got yep. into this field because yep. that I know I, if it wasn't for you guys, for my brother, for you know, all the great strength coaches I've worked under, like I wouldn't be where I am today. Sure. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I would have still be middling around as an engineering guy and like, <laughs> making no. prosthetic limbs. <laughs> oh my lord, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, that was I will not say a field for me. I will say that I've I've had the great fortune. Obviously, he's my brother, yep. so I've I've been around for all. Uh, all 25 years of his life. And all the phases. <laughs> um, but I actually got to see him uh, in action. Uh, he worked with uh, the Kennebunk High School swim team uh, in the weight room yep. uh, two years ago? Three, uh, years? three years ago. Three I years ago. Uh, he uh, he actually volunteered his time, uh, came down uh, two days a week, uh, put together a program for them, um, and... You know, to see see not only the way that like I saw those kids every day in the water. Yep. Now swimmers, typically speaking, are not the greatest athletes. They're, they're no, awkward no, outside of the no water. Offense. They're like hockey players trying to trying to play baseball. No offense, but it's see, <laughs> I, I I say no offense, but they all know it. So uh, you know, yeah, I think some of them actually told me that they all they they all say, Coach, I don't do land sports. Yeah, uh, but you know, like to see. To see his passion working with them, um, you know, they they adopted him as land coach Coulomb because I was I <laughs> to, was to water this day I, I was a little I was a little so hesitant you were like on that Aquaman. name, but I loved that I, one. I was water coach Coulomb. <laughs> this is land coach Coulomb, <laughs> oh. uh, but you know he 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 really like the kids really were like uh, your bro- your brother's not here today. I don't yeah. know. He's, he's got a oh come on what you don't know what you're doing like but you're right. And you're right, I don't. But this is what he would say, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I you know there there have been uh, you know that was one of the, the the prouder moments of my older brother. And, life and was let, let's let's take a look at your record from the time that he started working with your athletes. Uh, yeah, How there's four done? conference championships. No, no doubt about the fact that the extra work because yeah. that's that's a that the other thing is is this is a piece of the of the program that is not nope. uh, a requirement. This is a hey, we've had two hours in the water. Yep. Um, this is another hour yep. of your time that I'm not requiring, but I'm recommending. Uh, you know, this is just going to make you better. Period. Yep. And then. In in walks Reed, and they don't know him from Adam. Yeah, and, and of course I probably looked like I was their age. Yeah, right. I mean, because you were what twenty two. I was I was fresh. I was as green as could be. I was twenty two right out of college. Right. So in in he walks, and you know, I, I, having talked to them about what they've done in the past, it was a lot of yoga, which is great. Here's Reed. He goes, hey, throw up some weight. Yeah. Grow. Go go grab that barbell and we're gonna we're gonna actually you know do something and they're all like well what but like the trust that he instantly had right. like they ha- they knew that they were safe they knew that like what he was telling them was was gonna be worthwhile and then you know that season in particular I can remember saying to them you know a month before our championship season. Right. You know, the results were not where they wanted them to be, and I'm saying you're doing extra. When we back off, you're going to see the results. Right. And I think, I think a lot of kids, because we, we experienced the same thing with Andy Kinslow's A&W strength. He's, he's also a Westbrook guy, but we had him come in with the Deering kids when we were there, and we were rebuilding. We had a lot of freshmen and sophomores who were just kind of figuring out their bodies, and we had them do a lot of the strength and conditioning stuff that we we did on a daily basis and then a lot of those kids and the kids that did it in the off season and they're not talking about going to power lift and do all that he was having them do dynamic stretching and and a lot of the the weight ball stuff that that you were talking about and then and they'd also lift weight yep 
by the time they came back yeah. three years later, what do we? What I mean, and they're 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 winning batting titles. Right. They're they're making you know all Telegram League. Right. They're, they're all state. Um, this past season, you know, I asked Reed if he could come back, but you know his you know which getting busy. Good for him. Yep. You know his business is <laughs> taking off, so he's forgotten the little people. Um, Don't call but, yourself short, Andy. Well, I've always been short, um, but you know so. Uh, we we get ready to do drylands again this year, and the kids are like, "Is land coach Coulomb coming?" Uh. No, unfortunately, he will not be able to. <laughs> and they're like, oh, "I said, but he wrote the program." And they're like, "Oh, okay, great. We're yeah. gonna, you know." So say so they, you know, again, they bought right in, and I have yeah. fifty plus kids in my yeah. program, and when I got thirty of them in the weight room, yeah, you know, you uh, in a, in a voluntary fashion, yeah, uh, and and a lot of it is because they saw the results. Yeah, uh, you know, from the kids who had done it previously, but they knew. Hey, land coach Coulomb wrote this. He knows what he's talking about. I look at I look at guys that get and maybe you can read. You can answer this question, but uh, we're getting the signal to, to shut it down. But uh, <laughs> I, I remember back when Pat and I were younger, there was no such thing as a strength and conditioning coach. There was yeah. there might have been, but it wasn't like it is now. I wonder how much injury you are you are curbing. Like I'm thinking about my my elbow was always sore. Yeah. My my back was always sore. My shoulder was always sore. Well, that's sore. from throwing 500 pitches a well, day. There is that. But I felt it when I was 16, 17 years old to the nth degree. And I know a lot of it because we didn't know a lot about pitching and what it did to the arm and yeah. all that stuff. But if we had stuff like that, if we had guys like you. How much injury are you preventing by doing this? And what do you recommend to the athletes, the high school athletes that whose bodies are just developing, the 15-, 16-year-old? What, what do you recommend to those guys? So, I mean, full disclosure, as a guy who is coached for private organizations in baseball, um, I, I'm also not a big I – mean, I know you've talked about this yeah. uh, a lot. I'm, a, I'm very anti-specialization. Okay. I think it's incredible, and I think it should be – I think it should be encouraged that uh, kids play multiple sports. Yeah. Uh, you look at some of the best athletes of this generation, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, these guys played multiple sports and right. were drafted right. in multiple sports. Um, but to, to get to the strength and conditioning piece, like, you know, there, there's um, like in the baseball community, especially Eric Cressy is kind of the guy. Yep. And he's really laid out a pretty whose good mother is the principal at Kennebunk High School. Boom! And he, I believe, he was just in Maine the f- past weekend. Uh, <laughs> if you follow his Instagram account, um, but anyway, uh, he probably went to the clam shack. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I mean it's it's one of those things where you know you do a repetitive motion over and over and over and over again. Uh, overuse injuries occur, and yep. if you don't strengthen the other muscles around the the, the joint or the, you know the you know. It, the, there's so many things at play, but the the long and short of it is, uh, you know, it's just strong. Being strong is one of the best protectors against injury. Yep. Um, and when you talk about strength, you're not talking about being jacked like Skip Robinson. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying you gotta you gotta look like you're Olympia ready. You gotta look like Ronnie Coleman. Right. I mean, just screaming, "Yeah, buddy!" in the gym. Right. I, I'm just saying, like, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, hearing that out of my brother, uh, that that was just weird. Um, but no, uh, it's 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 one of those things that just you know working in the weight room, doing doing the basics. I mean, just just yeah. deadlifting, squatting, you yeah. know, doing dumbbell bench pressing. Um, yeah. And you know, just the basics like that. The the amazing part is that uh, you know, just the effect that strength has at protecting everything around you know joints and all that. It, it it's really incredible how you can just prevent so many injuries because now all of a sudden you have stability right and it's not just you know you see all these guys you know who have hyper extending elbows naturally you know yep. you, you'll see them when they do push-ups they're hanging and it looks like their elbows are coming yeah, yeah. inwards yeah yeah and you know these like, these guys are stretching their arms out between and i'm like no no, no no like you already have that range of motion yeah. like why are we why are we forcing this you're just yeah, you making, don't need to stretch yeah you need you, you need <laughs> to strengthen like because my buddy aaron binder was like that he was the most flexible and, and my uh, other buddy was dave perrin was six two about 250 pounds but could touch his nose to the floor when he was you know doing a yeah a, a stretch forward but you look at a guy like me who looks like i'm supposed to be you know limber and i couldn't even yeah, been forward two I remember. Inches. I remember I, Mike Tangway having to be on the field forty-five yeah. minutes before practice started right. because he needed to stretch out, and not because 
it wasn't like like when you're in high school and you got the you get you got the guys that you, everybody on the team calls the hard on because yeah you know you're out there you're out there for forty five minutes just right. thinking like doing what you think you're supposed to be doing not really actually no Mike Tangway couldn't like reach down and touch no. his hip he couldn't squat in the in the catcher's position right. he couldn't he couldn't fully squat to get low enough he had to do it. Every day. Yeah, right. And he did it every day. And come to find out, he just had bony blocks in his hips, and that right. wasn't going to be something he no, was no, going to no, be no, able to no, do. No. <laughs> right. So we are, uh, we are running out of time here, Reed, but I can't. Uh, thank you so much for coming in, coming in to talk to us about this stuff. So how, how do people find you? How do, how do um, we get a hold of you? So, oh, Lord, I don't even know what my, my information so uh, you can find me. Uh, you can find me at, uh, I think it's Coulomb Strong uh, at 9 at, on Instagram. Uh, you know, I, I post a lot of videos there. Um, You're also on Facebook quite a bit. I see, see some I, of your videos I am on all, Facebook. All my, it's all the same stuff. I share it through there. Um, if you have any questions, coolarmstrong at gmail.com if you have anything you want to talk about. Um, yep. But also, come and check us out at Evolution Athletics. Um, first go to the gym. You can find them. Yeah, can find, find, yeah I, I am there all the time. Right. Uh, you can This fi- section of the podcast. Yeah. Sponsored by Listen, I, I told Nate I was going to plug the gym at least five times. Or I think we said it yeah. at least five times. Listen, I said I, it so. on a previous podcast. What did you say? Evolution oh, I was oh, where is that located? Uh, I believe it's... Uh, at Four Cascade Road, Cascade Saco, Maine, 04072. Right by Monkey Trunks. I by Monkey Trunks, I, that's I right. I may have practiced brand new building. that today. Yep, yeah. brand right. new building, brand new Is there new a Dunkin' Donuts right there? Uh, there's one a little down the it's road. a little bit down the road. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Yeah. So Mile, I think it's 1.2 miles. That's right. It's the left that you take to go down to Old Orchard. It's the most efficient way to get to Old Orchard. Right across from the outdoor flea market. Not that... That's right. Oh, yeah. Not that everybody who goes to Evolution Athletics is like, yeah. Uh, let me go get a workout and then go get some pier fries. Right, but and do some monkey trunks and do some zip lining. But, but if you do all of that stuff, you know it's a full day. I've heard live a little. Listen, your your <laughs> your, your first class is free. You can come in, check us out. You just fill out a waiver just in case you drop a dumbbell on your foot. It's not our fault. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I I really I, the reason I want to plug the gym is because I believe in what we're doing and. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's it's just a great place. It's a unique place. If you're looking for something different, or if you're that kind of person who gets bored quickly, we got everything for everyone. So also, you, quick shout out. Uh, got a shout out to our mother. Uh, she told listen, me not. She told me not to have any sibling squabbles or uh, mention anything uh, inappropriate about her. Wait a minute. Your mother. Your mother told you what you're supposed to say while you're on the podcast. Well, my mom. You know, she's been around us long enough. Uh, she spent. Uh, 20-something years at the dinner table with yep. us. I think she's also still very bitter that I shouted out Trevor Kluart while I was at the Little League World Series and not my parents yep. or you, and I, I think I still get crap for this day. Yeah. Do you want? Do you have any apologies for <laughs> this moment? Listen, uh, 147 we, I, people I, I did, We Thanks, did Mom. give her one of her, her, her all-time favorite moment in life, and she's always said, you know, you know, someday your father and I aren't going to be here, and you and your brother are going to be the only things you have left. And They're like 25 years old, and your mother looks uh, fantastic, by yeah, the way. She, Has she, she been working out with you? Has uh, she been doing, not, doing I, So I, I helped get it. You know, uh, she actually started with Andrew Kinslow, uh, or Andy, sorry. Yep. A- Andrew's just a habit. Yep. Um, so she started working with Andy Kinslow. I was still in college. When I got out of college, I said, Mom, I'll train you for free. As she put it, she prepaid, whatever. <laughs> Um, I actually, I almost, I almost threatened to dump her at one point because I told her, I was like, "Mom, you're my, you're literally my worst client." Yeah. I said, "You come in here, you complain, and you yeah. don't even pay." Yeah. And uh, she, I'm telling you right now, your mother looks better than I've ever it's seen her look. She's, I, I use that. She's a beautiful woman on the I inside. Use, even though I, when I call her, call him Andy, she yeah. yells at me. She's still a wonderful. Yeah, but wonderful I, human you don't thing. call him Reedy. I you, do not. You have that. no idea how often I use her as a sales tactic. I'm like, yeah, you know, my mom started working with me, and look at her now. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, I'm very you proud of her. You have people looking at our mother? <laughs> well, that just got creepy. Yeah, that's got weird. This is just like when John was talking about yeah. cute little leaguers. Well, and you know. <laughs> that's all right. You were talking about rolling around with uh, naked men on the mat or I, something I never earlier. said naked. I said sweaty. They Sorry, are maybe. sweaty. No, I my, heard naked in my head. My, my mother's <laughs> all-time favorite moment of the two of us was actually down in Bristol uh-huh. after they beat Connecticut, which Nick Finnecaro hits a home run. Oh, in the shout out. Finn. I in forgot the, about Nick. In the, yeah. uh, in the game. Forget about Nick? Uh, I believe it was a three-run jack. Yeah. What people are going to fail to recognize is that one, Reed Coulomb, got them into scoring position okay. with a <clears throat> bunt. Yeah. Listen, 
I was Andy's, never the Andy's best all player. About the, the long so I was never the best player, but I could bunt literally anything you threw at me. I bunt one out of the dirt. I bunt one over my head, which was not that high of a pitch because I was very short. But <laughs> it was a strike on most. Listen, so, I could bunt anything. So, so they win this game. Nobody thinks they're going to win it. Like we, we've literally now driven seven and a half hours uh, yep. round trip in about twelve hours, uh, and. There's this, there's five thousand people at this game. Forty nine thousand are rooting for the Connecticut team that mm-hmm. they're playing yeah. because they're the town over from Bristol. There's a hundred people from Westbrook, and there's this huge crowd after the game to get to these guys. And I ran right through the crowd. I was like pushing people over, and I get to read and I give them this big hug, and I'm like, "This is like the coolest moment ever. <laughs> like you're going to be on ESPN." And mom and had to ruin it with her sappiness. <laughs> she turns around. She goes, "Oh my goodness, you guys are. This makes me so happy." <laughs> You're going to get punched up for that. Oh, and mom, can throw, mean right, oh, mom can throw a mean right cross. We've been working so she is not going to listen to this. So we uh, we can't thank you again, Reed, for uh, for coming on here. Th- but, thank uh, you for having me. I I, I got to say you guys have done a great job other than some slander against myself. But uh, I've oh, listened to every podcast. over it. <laughs> listen, you called I, me insecure. I, I think he. <laughs> I, I think he's warranted. It. This is warranted. We are... Uh, we are um, most definitely. We we were in the wrong. I wasn't, <laughs> but you were. Um, Your words, you not and mine. John. Um, <laughs> so, uh, read. We we need a walk up song. Uh, so walk up song. Uh, this, is, this is probably going to be a strange one. I got to go. Fly from the inside by Shine Down. Fly from the inside. That guitar by riff Shinedown. gets me going. Okay, all, all right. I, w- I was going to say Bradley Gilbert. Something. I mean, I, right. I mean, take me home, Country Roads by John Denver. That's a good one. Bad one. It's a good one. You know, that's uh, something one. my brother would appreciate. West Virginia. Just the fact that you got Mount your swimmer Mama. singing that. At Do we need meets. a walk-off song for Jack? Uh, didn't he say his that nickname he, is Jungle? Didn't he say Welcome uh, to the Jungle? Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. The lion yeah. sleeps tonight. Yep, you got it. That, isn't that what he said he wanted? Yes. Yeah, Jack. Jack's going to have I that like one. That. Or you could just make a jingle for his uh, flavoring I could, business. I could, we could just make a Ooh. jingle. Listen, he I, might I'm not saying I had a great idea there, that's but not I bad. had a great idea. That's not Do you bad. know anybody who can sing? No. Is there anybody that's singing here at Madden's on, on Saturday night? On Saturday night, night yeah. The, on the 25th. Here yes. Where, where can you find that? Where you are. Oh, Madden's, Madden's Pub night. and Grill is at uh, 65 Gray Road in Falmouth, Maine. The is Hannaford that? Plaza. It's in the Hannaford Plaza. Is that right off Exit 53? It is right off of Exit 53. Wow. Right off the exit. Yeah, pretty cool. It's very close to Portland. Pat it's Reagan. great spot. Right near my is, North Deering. Uh, let me ask you something. Is this the first time you've been to uh, Madden's? This is the first time. This is one will of not the be your last. finest. It will not be. You will never. You will never have better food, or service. And the owners are outstanding human beings. And I'm looking at a plate of nachos. Yeah, you can, that you can try one of my nachos. nachos right now. Right. I think I'm going to get those. So you guys, go. thank you so much for being on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for having me. Don't
intimidate her Can't stop the gods from engineering Feel no need for any interfering Your image in the dictionary This life is more than ordinary Can I get you maybe even three of these Coming from a space to teach you of the Pleiades Can't stop the spirits when they need you This life is more than just a read-through <laughs>